Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to episode two of the Beneath the Frozen Sea podcast. I am Sean Mallon, What's the Crack on Twitter, and I'm joined by Skylar at SkyOnAir underscore on Twitter from Davy Jones Locker Room, the newly independent website bringing you everything you need to know about the Seattle Kraken and their inaugural playoff run. Uh, we're going to go through game one, starting with a couple of uh, the basics. And Skylar, why don't you you hit us off? I will do just that. It is game one. Uh, we can no longer wait. Uh, we will now get to see what Kraken hockey looks like in the playoffs. And uh, we don't have the official lineups yet, but we do have projections. And already it's looking very interesting. It doesn't look uh, super different from regular season, at least from the Kraken's perspective. Uh, we've got a uh, fairly uh, normal first line, Beniers, McCann, Eberle. Uh, second line's about the same. We're still missing uh, Andre Burakovsky, but uh, it's probably going to be like one or two uh, rounds before he's even eligible to return. So that's probably going to be something to watch because uh, they've uh, elevated Bjorkstrand to that spot. Um, otherwise, uh, we've got the Donato Tanev Spro. Strong uh, fourth line that looks phenomenal. No issues there. Um, and the defense pairings look about the same. Uh, do you have any uh, strong opinions of the lineup coming into uh, game one? Well, something I think we haven't talked about enough this year is there's a rookie centering the first line. That game is true. Playoffs, right? That's a, that's a testament to the Beneers, that his posure, his, sorry, his pose and composure. Um I think he's ready. It's not a concern. Um, so long as they can produce and McCann scored 40 goals. So I think that that's, that should happen, but it'll, it'll, will depend on them to score on in every game. If the first line mm-hmm. gets shut out, you know, we have depth scoring, but we need to keep pace with that first line of the abs. Part of that's on the forwards. Part of that's on that first D pairing done in Larson. Right. Um, speaking of defense pairings, 
Um, we got some un maybe not great news if you're a Kraken fan that the Avs are a little more healthy than I think anyone really anticipated as a couple of their big names like Kale McCarr and Josh Manson are returning to the lineup on their D pair, but they're also going to be without uh, Eric Johnson, who has been very good for them this year. Instead, uh, Jack Johnson, no relation, uh, is going to be projected to play with Josh Manson on the third pair. Now, uh, obviously, uh, Jack Johnson is kind of known for being sort of a seventh defenseman who has gotten an awful lot of play throughout the years as uh, he's been dependable, but maybe not long a long-term strategy. Um, do you think that even with all these uh, returns from the Avs, uh, do you think that there's a way that the Kraken can maybe start to take advantage of the fact that the uh, the blue line of the Avs isn't quite as skilled as they uh, would like to start out with? And let's be clear, they are still very skilled. It is still going to be an uphill battle no matter what. But uh, what do you think, just looking at this projection of the lineup here, it looks like it's more or less as it stood in game 82. Uh, Erod McKinnon, Rantanen, Nachushkin, Comfer, Lekkinen, Nieto, Eller, O'Connor, Cogliano, Myers, and Newhook. Uh, any thoughts on uh, on the Avs coming into game one? Yeah, uh, so they're D are playing. The question is how healthy they are. I know NHLers, when the playoffs come, you you play if you can. Uh, Makar was a lower body injury, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and it was a lower body injury that took a good slower, portion of the season. That, so. that takes away a good portion of his game, right? His ability to recover. Like he's not a he's not perfect. No player is perfect, but Makar can get back in position or or get you out of position very quickly. And a, and a 75% Makar maybe maybe there's something to be taken advantage of there. I do wonder how the Avs are going to match up. Like, are they going to try to get their top? D pair out against the McCann Beniers Everly line, or are they going to try to because McCarr has that offensive aspect to his game? Are they going to try to put them out against weaker competition? Um, that's a good question. That's a really good question. The thing is, um, if there is one thing I can say about the Kraken, just as a unilateral positive, is that team defense is always pretty good. It's just I think the only real pairing that you could uh, start to take like actual advantage of if you were starting their uh their top lines and uh their top pairing would probably be trying to catch uh maybe the Susie Schultz pairing out out of uh out of position and maybe less from a from like a position of you they've gotten him they've gotten guys out of position but more like trying to get under their skin because Carson Susie is already kind of picking up a reputation for being a little um let's call it over exuberant a little yeah, uh Jeremy Lauzon, but but absolutely he, he takes the penalties and Schultz is a great I'm gonna say good now he's older but he's a good offensive defenseman who has always had holes in his game on his own side of the ice so I could yeah. see that being a matchup they'd want to take advantage of especially if they get caught on an icing or something oh yeah yeah that would definitely be uh rough for them uh especially I imagine that they're gonna try and uh uh, really just kind of grind the crack into their own end or as close to their goaltender as they can. But uh, this is a this is a matchup that I feel like m it could be solved more down the lineup, if that makes sense. I feel like uh, the McCann-Beneers-Everlay line will be able to match 
pretty reasonably well against the very, very powerful uh, first line of the Avs. Uh, maybe not contain them all the way, but they'll definitely give them fits. Um, where I want to see some real sh uh, strength and some real, uh, real surprises here is we got to see uh, the geeky line doing stuff. We got to see, um, we got to see uh, Tolvanen's line move doing stuff. We got to see Ryan Donato and uh, Sprong, you know, going on those great uh, uh, quick transitions for uh, chances because. You know, the Avs, generally speaking, have only ever had to deal with that uh, from the top of the lineup throughout the center, uh, central division, rather. And so if you, if you don't have that, if you can't uh, if you can't mess with that from the lower parts of your lineup, you may have to make some uh, some quick lineup decisions, which they haven't had to do much of. But it would be nice to see them uh, struggle a little bit or at the very least sweat. Absolutely. Do you think, just as I look at our lineups, like I feel like the third line at that mm. Tolman and Gord Bjorkstrand could easily be considered a second line on most teams. Like they've they've got offense on on either side. Gord brings everything that Yanni Gord brings to a game. Oh yeah, he's he's very good and such a pain in the rear to deal with. Um, I definitely see that that Gord line is going to be, uh, in my opinion, huge. Because they're going to be asked to do an awful lot. Their pro, uh, individual members of that are uh, both on and off the uh, penalty kill and on and off the power play. Uh, they're what what they definitely definitely need to get first thing is God forbid they're on the on the power play. They need to start converting because a couple of these guys have some real skill and some excellent shots. They just need to cash in. That's the that's sort of been the frustrating part of Kraken special teams this year is that, you know, they get all these chances and they do all this good stuff at five on five. It's just the minute uh, they get the man advantage, the momentum dies. And if they can get any one of their depth guys going first in uh, when they get on the power play, that'll be a huge start uh, to get these guys to get this team rolling. You're absolutely right. The. Uh... That if the Kraken could produce on on the power play and prevent on the penalty kill like they do a five on five, they would be the best team in the West. It's that, sure. that lack of production on special teams that puts them, you know, in the in a wild card spot. And there's not going to be a lot of room for error. Um, their PK is is bad. Like like their power play is average. Their PK is bad. And so if they yeah. get into penalty trouble against Colorado, especially you know mile high city with altitude. These two, they, these two first games, it'll be, it could be difficult to recover if you if you don't get at least a split. Yeah, this is going to be a very interesting first couple games. Avs fans show up, they get loud, um, but also they're all. It's just the sheer quality of team that they're playing, and they absolutely have to shut that arena up quickly if they want to get anywhere. Because otherwise, it's just going to be a constant battle uphill. Because, you know, you're going to be coming back. If you have to come back at any point, you're already in a bad situation no matter what. So you might as well try and take split the series here, then try to split the or try to, you know, uh, match up with them overall in the series by coming home. 
I feel like it's better for this team, especially a team that has done probably a little bit better on the road than we give them credit for. Um, we didn't really bring it up in our preview, but they are a pretty decent road team. Um, I think it would be in their best interest to, especially in their depth, like especially guys like Carson Soucy, uh, just keep the penalty trouble down and please don't give them an opportunity to walk into game one and just establish the uh, tone of the entire series. Uh, this needs to be a this needs to be a much harder fight for the Avs than anything they have done so far. And I think I think if the Kraken can keep the series short, I think that's their best chance to win. And the longer that it goes, the more chance that the Avs have to get healthy. And I, I think that you a perfect lineup for both sides. You you lean hard towards Colorado. Yeah, which. Is nothing to sneeze at. The Avs just won the Stanley Cup. They're and even how beat up they are, they're Central Division champions until proven otherwise. Like that's pretty impressive. Yep. But you know the crack the Kraken have done nothing but surprise people all year. So what's one more? You know. Um, let's take a look here. Uh, this one is a big one. Uh, this is one that we didn't touch on necessarily. Uh, it was coaching. Now, I don't really necessarily have any real issues with the way that Jared Bednar does things. He's, in fairness, he has probably the best situation of really any uh, Western uh, conference team. You've got all this talent, and even when you're hurt, you're still really good. But... I guess the question is, if they start to struggle, one thing that NHL coaches love doing is giving guys who do an a lot a lot of busy nothing time, and that means a lot of Jack Johnson if things go pear shaped for the Avalanche. So I guess the question is, is there a way to get Jared Bednar off his off his game in a way that? So, so that he's starting to make decisions more emotionally than just sticking to the uh, process, sticking to the game plan, you know, trying to show the team up instead of uh, trying to get them into, you know, trying to execute. So, yeah, I think there is. And I think it is, it's coming out of the gates fast. I think that the players, certainly a lot of the fans, are probably looking past the Kraken. They're saying, who are we going to face? Who, who, how do we get out of the Central? Who's going to be the Western Conference um, opponent? They have to beat the Kraken first. And if you beat them in Game 1, which I, I know I, I predicted a loss last time, and I do think it's a long shot, but if you beat them in Game 1, suddenly they're reconsidering everything. They, they have a losing record against us in the regular season. So it's not inconceivable. And... I think that Dave Haxel has something to prove in terms of he has a decent record as a regular season coach, especially given his, his most recent season. Um, but he hasn't done much in the NHL playoffs. Right. And to your point, he also was kind of had a bad time with uh, the Flyers in the NHL playoffs. I distinctly remember a series, a sequence in which the Flyers we're looking at pretty much everyone other than the puck, and that included the goaltender. And that I think is the bit. Yeah, it was it was really funny. It was eventful. It just wasn't very good for the Flyers. Um, the the big thing that 
uh, I think Haxtell has to impress on the guys his attention to detail. Like this is a team that will beat you down and they don't have to throw a punch to do it. They can make every mistake look exhausting and painful and just such a nightmare for you because they've got so much, they've got that high, that high ceiling of skill. So you can't be making bad turnovers. You can't, you've got to make sure you know where the puck is and you know where your man is at the same time. You've got to make sure that you're not taking dumb penalties, not saying who, but it's Carson Susie who should be told this specifically and impressed upon it until he gets it. It's, if you're going to be physical, be physical with a brain. If you're going to attack these guys, don't try to get them on the power play, that sort of thing. Don't let uh, jitters get to you. There, are, You've got nothing but house money right now. Nobody really believes in you. So it's your job to prove something. Show up ready to play a really good game. It's just keep attention to detail as the first and second and third thing on your mind. Don't let don't let them slip in between the cracks. You said it perfectly. I think the only only other person who it really depends on is Philip Grubauer having the sort of game we know he's capable of, but he hasn't always had as a Kraken. And uh otherwise I think it's it's on to puck drop. Yeah. We will uh see how it goes from here on out. All right. Excited. Good luck, All right. Go squids. <laughs>